What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. And welcome into the first of many segments that we're going to be doing on North Shore Fishing Report premium side of the website. Uh, this is this is what we call NFR Live, and it's what we'll be doing tonight. Is what we'll, do, what we'll be doing is basically talking fishing, whether it's a trip you've had recently, or, or you want to talk about, you know, something that's that's coming up. You can get some feedback from our members. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing. This is going to give our members a chance to talk. You know, the message board hides so much, and our guests rarely get a chance to, to meet. So what we're going to be doing tonight is just talking. It's unscripted, casual conversation, so we're going to get right into it, and I'll stop wasting your time battling. So far, we have on the line Battery Boy, and that's John Zarang. And, and John writes a good fly, fly fishing column for the website, and he's, he's all into that. So uh, we're going to welcome John into the site. Welcome aboard, John. Uh, thank you, Keith. It's uh, good to be here. All right. And uh, we have Nick Church. Nick's into the bass fishing scene, does a lot of bass fishing in Eden Isles, does some tournament fishing also, and uh, uh, just recently sponsored Nick with, with Shushu Lure. So let's hope he's using those lures, huh, Nick? Always. have always tied on. <laughs> Welcome aboard, buddy. Also, we got Miguel. Miguel, what's your last name, buddy? Uh, Gerardo. Yes, I, I should have known because I put you in my, my article, so... Uh, that slipped my mind, but welcome aboard. You you've been bitten by the saltwater bug, I see, huh? You're new to the area. Oh uh, yeah, uh, moved here permanently uh, in uh, December time frame, and uh, my wife was working here out at at, at uh, University of New Orleans about eight months prior, and I was bouncing back and forth and uh, caught my first 28 inch red, and that's all she wrote. <laughs> Where'd you catch that at? Uh, down by uh, St. Malo. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see, man. You, you're taking to the water. You're learning quick. Fishing out there more than I am. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. All you guys on the on the side have been uh, definitely instrumental to me learning and uh, studying and all that stuff, so I appreciate it for everyone that's... Uh, and, and you putting this blog together, so... Well, thanks, man. I've been having a ball with it, meeting a lot of good people, learning a lot. I'll tell you, with this site, I've learned so much in the last three years, uh, more than I've ever learned, you know, previously when I first moved here in 93. So it just shows, you know, it goes to show you what communication you can do and just, just seeking out help from these guys. And uh, well, we got some great fishermen here. I see, I see Floyd's on the line. I don't know if you can see him in the chat room. Try to get on. Floyd, you there? Floyd's Grease Monkey on the site. And Floyd's been helping me, uh, since the beginning, uh, you can see when he's joined up, um, he's one of the moderators. So uh, I know when I get a call from Florida, he's, he's uh, looking after the site and uh, helping it run along smoothly, keeping it clean. You know. So guys, we are gonna look at we're gonna go look at uh, John. First of all, what's what's up with you, man? I think you're out of commission. I even had a baby. Yeah, about two weeks ago, my wife and I had our first little boy. Um, so I'm kind of a uh, not going to be out on the water quite as much as I've been wanting this summer, but, you know, it's uh, going to be 
try to get trips in, sneak things here or there. I've, I've, I've been able to sneak off to the pond at the front of my neighborhood uh, every now and then the last couple of days and uh, been throwing a fly rod to have some fun chasing those nice brim that are starting to spawn uh, and catching some nice big bull brim off the beds, uh, having some fun with them on the four-way. It's, yeah, I'll tell you. This, the, this time, we've seen all kind of reports coming in with perch this year. I, I, I don't know what you know what, what gives. I guess it's the perfect spring. I don't know. Yeah, I think what happened is uh, we had a bit warmer of a winter than we normally do. Um, so, I mean, I know the bass started spawning a little bit earlier. Uh, and that's, those of us in the fly fishing community have, have actually started seeing uh, the, the bluegill have gotten on that have started making beds just mm-hmm. I mean, way earlier than what they normally do. They normally will spawn from May to middle of July or so, um, but it looked like middle of April they were already starting to make beds and uh, starting to get up into the shallows with, with just that mild winter we had. Mild so, winter, yeah. Yep. So, I mean, if, if, if you're one of those uh, those kind of people that like to take your fly rod out just for the popping bug season, now is the time to get on that. And uh, actually, I strongly urge most people who do that uh, to not to put a little dropper about a foot a foot of monofilament off the back of that that popping bug, and get you a nice little small nymph or something on the back of it and hang it off of there because a lot of times those big bull bluegill they don't they won't always come up and hit a popping bug but if you hang just a small nymph or a little small wet hackle fly some kind of small fly off the back of it that sinks a lot of times they'll come up and hit that before they uh they'll go up and come up to the surface and and, and smash a popping bug. And you're tying that to the hook. Yeah, actually, yeah. You, you know, just you you tie the piece of monofilament onto the the the, uh, the bend of the hook, and then make it about a foot or so long, and then you you tie uh, that other smaller dropper right off the back of it. Mm-hmm. And you other guys do any perch fishing or fly fishing? Not me, never. <laughs> Strictly saltwater, huh? Yeah. Now, uh, Michael, you had a fish. You you had a uh, trip out with uh, George, huh? And George runs Fishmeister Charters. So tell us about that trip. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a good trip. We uh, launched thing out. <laughs> <laughs> so we launched out of uh, um, the Wrigley's and headed down to uh, I, I, would, I guess you would call the north end of Biloxi Marsh. Um, and I swear that 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 guy he 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 knows that marsh uh, that part of the marsh in the back of his hand, and that big boat we took some bayou all the way, and I'm trying to bring it up on Google Earth now so I can share it with everybody, but uh, he took it all the way uh, back. Uh, I mean I, I would have been doubtful on uh, on my little Carolina skiff, but uh, he got all the way back there and. Uh, there was, uh, he got us on trout, like, right away. It was uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, you know, he really knows what he's doing. And he's got some really good old stories. I mean, he, he's been fishing that area for so long, it's really uh, rare to find somebody who knows, you know, that much and seeing how that area has changed so much, you know. Yeah. Sure yeah, what was, what was uh, pretty neat is uh, listening to, you know, the experience of listening to uh, – George uh, talked about how how much the marsh has changed over the last couple of years, and cuts that weren't cuts before, and access points that weren't there, and land. You know, uh, he's like 
be careful over here because that used to be an island, you know. So that was really uh, that, that was really interesting to, to hear that the history around around the marsh and what what he's seen has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Mr. Floyd, you on the line? Yeah, I finally got in. There he is. So, uh, for those who don't know, this is Grease Monkey, and uh, Floyd's been helping me with the site for for quite a bit. So, uh, um, Floyd, I got I got Nick Church on. He's North Shore bass angler. I have Ashery Boy, and that's John. Zarang, I got Miguel. Miguel's new to the group. Um, I think he lives over there in Slidell. He's been he's been doing a lot of saltwater fishing. And uh, Florida Tampa Metro do not know who that is. I think that's is that Miguel. That's, that's your other. Well, I thing? think that's my iPad. Okay. Unless there's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Nick. When's the last time you've been out, man? I saw your boat was missing today. I went I went snooping by your house over there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I went, matter of fact, went out yesterday. Um, today the boat was in the shop, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yesterday I was up, uh, way up north on the Pearl actually. And, uh, you talked about, John, you're talking about those, uh, those bluegill, the beds up there were crazy. Um, we, we found them way up there in the shallows. I mean, of course they were already, already, you know, bed and done, but I mean, they were still all over. Um, but as far as bass fishing, um, we were way up there on the Pearl and found the clear water because I'm not a big muddy water fan. And uh, we were we were slaying some bass yesterday. John, you been doing any fishing in that pond that you got by your house? <laughs> um, didn't get out today. I actually got out yesterday, uh, probably about quarter to six or so. Um, Went and made a good lap around the pond, throwing everything from, uh, it's a little fly I actually buy from Orvis because it's way too complicated for me to tie at the moment. It's called a living damsel. It's basically mm-hmm. a, a dragonfly, mosquito hawk, whatever you want to call it. One of those, it's just their little nymphs that come up. Um, mm-hmm. And that is what I have been absolutely slaying the, the big bull brim on. They don't always hit it right away. Sometimes it takes three or four casts, but if you get it right inside that their little pothole at their garden, and you just creep it through there, they get just completely irritated with it, and, and, and they'll, I don't know if they're hungry for it or if they're just eating it to, to kill it and try to get it out the bed. But um, I, the, the, the past couple days, and yesterday for sure, I caught three or four big uh, bull brim. They were probably all of nine or ten inches long, and uh, I fished with a, a four-way, and it, it, it was making almost a C-shape with, <laughs> with that rod. Um, I thought I, I thought I had a good three or four pound bass on it, but uh, I, as soon as I started feeling that that telltale head shake and making uh, some surf, that's what uh, it was a big bull brim. Also, uh, started attempting to throw some some poppers in, in the pond um, and some big foam terrestrials, big foam uh, grasshopper that I, I did well on last year. They're not exactly uh, killing it; they're just more coming up and swatting at it right now. So. Uh, I still think we probably another couple weeks or so before they want to come up, especially in my pond over here, to eat those things. Um, but it, it's still fun nonetheless to get out there and watch them come up and and, and swirl at, at those topwater baits. kind of gets your blood boiling there. Oh, yeah. Especially with the fly rod, everything seems twice as big, you know, when you hook onto that. Now, I saw that uh, wet pants guy use one of your uh, flies, honey, huh? caught some trout. 
Yeah, uh, around Christmas time or so, he was he he had been searching on the internet, and some of his friends uh, actually they've been using I say his friends, some other kayak guys from I think around the Florida area found a website uh, of a company called Bug Floors. Basically, what they're uh, what they're doing is they're taking some of the tried and true uh, big streamer patterns that we fish on the fly rod. Uh, they're called the double bunny fly. And it's it's just basically two strips of uh, two rat, strips of rabbit fur that's kind of glued together, and it makes a, a, a real good bait fish pattern. So he kind of commissioned me to make him a few of those, and I I started just taking some big jig heads and the quarter ounce, maybe even eighth ounce if I could find them. Started tying those up, uh, gave it to him, and well, you know, we hadn't had that well of a of a trout uh, fishery this winter. But uh, he sent me that text message. Actually, I was I was out with my father-in-law in the Wrigley's that day on uh, on Sunday. We were in the marsh looking for some redfish, and he sent me that that uh, text message. And he caught quite he caught a few of them on on that uh, on that night on that on that thing. I was I was surprised. Uh, I shouldn't say I was surprised because I have caught some fish on 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 the fly version of that. But uh, it was it was nice to see that what I made actually was working for. And I'm sure he's trying to never seen anything like that, you know. He's probably so used to seeing the same old lure. So that's probably probably something new that they saw, you know. Yeah, probably so. All right, guys. I don't know if you guys looked at the Hydrocoast map yet, but that's the, the, uh, the map that shows the salinity for the lake. And it, it's showing, I looked at the uh, readings, let's see, last April, April 24th, it showed 0.3 parts per thousand, 0.5 and 0.7 at the causeway. And May we're looking at one part per thousand, so it's it's, it's looking looking up. It's not gaining big big uh, parts per thousand, you know, anytime soon. But at least it's going up. And I'm looking at that modus right now, and it's looking really looking like clearing up, especially on the North Shore. Uh, the North Shore, the north half of the lake is, is really cleaning up. Uh, do you guys ever check out the Hydro Coast map or the modus map? I take a look at it every now and then. Um, been kind of in baby mode for the past few weeks, so for me to look at, at, at the salinity would have just made me absolutely depressed. But uh, I'm glad to see it starting to come up. Maybe I'm hoping the lake gets clear because those couple Saturdays that I'm going to get to be able to get out and go. Hopefully, I can find some clearer water than the last few times I've taken the kayak out. Yeah. All right, we got somebody new on the line, and uh, this is Taylor. Taylor, you there? What's going on? All right, Taylor. Glad you finally made it, man. Yeah. Did you do any fishing? I actually just went today. Um, oh, I went yeah. today and spent uh, yesterday as well. What'd you get out there? Uh, yesterday, I kind of snuck out to uh, to the trestles, and today I did my thing in the ponds. Yesterday was all right. Yesterday was kind of between weather. I had to kind of watch it with weather patterns. But... Um, I caught a decent box. It was like 10 or 12 nice ones, all over 15. But we um, we went today, and it was cloudy right out of the right out of the gate. But the sun ended up pretty much coming out by like 12 o'clock, and actually ended up pretty pretty good day. So. And with redfish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You went back in those ponds, and we went back in. Yeah, and. Uh, I went a little bit further, and then I tried some new ponds um, kind of right off the Bayou Savage area. Um, mm-hmm. 
more along that area. But it's I just keep on digging deeper. I, I don't know. You can't. I can't find a seam. Seem to find the same patterns as I was having last year. It seems like. Uh, but I mean, they're there. It's just What's that water look like? like? It clean up? Oh, anything? it's a lot cleaner. Okay. <laughs> it, it it just seems like it's it's different every time I go back. It's it's yeah. different, you know, water clarity. But now it's yeah. it's getting more of that you could say like darker brown. Like before, it was like that light, that clay that color. Light color. That light color is just killing it. Anytime you get that yeah. light stain, that light uh, money color, you know, it's just bad news. Yeah, that 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 color is just. I don't know. It's really hard to even fish <laughs> in that area. Did you go back to the pond that we first went to? Um, which one we go to first? No, I did not. I actually haven't been in that pond since, which is very spot. Like I always want to go back into it because I I think it's a very good pond. I really do. I mean, it has all the vegetation possible. So, but I don't know. I haven't made a run back into it. I'm hoping I just go back there and it's like loaded. But I haven't gone back there yet. So. And we've been getting, we've still been getting east wind, so all that winds are pushing all that, you know, water into there. So I don't think it'll be that well. <clears throat> but I talked to uh, Mister Buddy, and he said, uh, you know, he's good friends with uh, one of the pack. Uh, he posts on We Have Sportsman, and he said he went over there by the wall and caught some fish. I was like, huh. Yeah, might, I don't know. He said he's going to head over there and try it out, but I think he's got some projects to do. Uh, they're trying to sell their house. so. Uh, you know, I talked to some guys today, and they actually did pretty well in the um, one of the cuts between Lake Bourne and the Intercoastal. Um, they actually had some pretty solid trout. So I think trout are actually you, – you probably – on good days, you probably do pretty well on the, on the outskirts of uh, Alligator Point and, like, some of the rigs maybe. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't fish those rigs too often, just because it's kind of a far ride from my boat. So, mm-hmm. but I have fished them. So, and they they do pretty well. But I don't know. Everyone, the attention's all on the trestles. So, if if you go out there, you're yep. all by yourself. Yep. Yep. So, uh, all right. This weekend, anybody going this weekend? I'm going back down to Hopedale and hitting the rocks. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be spoiled down there. <laughs> it, it's a, it's addicting, but uh, it was kind of funny what uh um what what was being said earlier uh, Tuesday afternoon when the tide was going down uh, and it stopped storming. Uh, I headed out and went out to Shell Point and and uh, a note pass and the water was probably the murkiest I've seen in the last couple months. It was it was pretty nasty. Uh, I guess I guess I gotta get used to it because it cleans up pretty faster. I, I assume. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, any other tools you guys use? What, I'm, I'm curious to know what 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 sites you use for uh, tides. It seems like everybody's using something different, but uh, I use the one that that's on the front page of NFR. But uh, what do you guys use? This is I use that tidesforfishing.com. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, else. That's that's the same thing I use, tideforfishing.com, uh, unless I'm going down to Grand Isle and then I, I find I, there's a then I just use the one on whatever Grand Isle's website is. Mm-hmm. I don't when I 
I don't know. I'm kind of iffy about tides, and like punch strain tides are just yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a wind driven lake, so you never yeah. you never get accurate tides. It seems like when they say it's coming in, sometimes you'll look and you're like, I mean, I can't tell if it's coming in or coming out. I really don't know. And if the wind's blowing the opposite way, then there's no, you know, the effect of it's not there. So, but I do use that. Um, like the National Weather Service Marine Forecast. I don't know. It's, I think it's like noaa.gov, but it has like all the coastal, like um, it tells you like weather patterns and stuff like that. But I use it. I use it mainly for when I go to Grand Isle because it, it'll tell you the um, how many waves per second. So if you're fishing the actual beach, you'll know how many waves are coming in per second. So if you have, like, one way per second, you're getting, like, thrashed. You know what I mean? So you don't want to be fishing that area when you have one way, one way, one way, because you end up getting, you know, killed out there. So that's that's what I'll use it for. But it, it has Lake Pontchartrain and Lake Bourne and that area, Britain Sound and stuff. So it's pretty good for that area. But, I mean, it doesn't tell you the tide, though, for Lake Pontchartrain. I don't know why. Maybe just because they can't tell it accurately. I'm not really sure. Yeah. All right, um, Taylor. What, are you are you doing bass fishing? I mean, I know you you strictly you, you know do a lot of saltwater, but I know you got on a bass kick for a while there. Yeah, I'm actually I've just been getting into it. I I don't know if it's just because I've been kind of in that in between stage, like mm-hmm. during the winter, winter and stuff. I didn't I didn't know what to do with myself. So I have a friend that <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend that bass fishes a lot. And um, I was going with him, and I just kind of got into it. So, I've, I mean, we've been hitting the marsh bass now. The marsh bass have been blowing up like crazy, but there's a lot, a lot of bait back in those marshes right now. So, mm-hmm. so we, uh, we've we been using that, and we've been hitting a couple of ponds here on the North Shore. My buddy actually caught a um, four-and-a-half-pound bass. And the pond that's right on the side of the Walmart, off of uh, Fremo. I don't know if you're familiar with that pond. Uh, I don't. I'm not familiar with that area. Is that, is that the one that's the, right there off of uh, off off of Dick's first? You take that back road to Walmart. He's yeah. on his way now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, well, that's that's the thing. I I mean that pond. They dug. From my understanding, they've dug all these ponds to make the interstates. That's where all these use most of these ponds come from. Right. So when they dug them, that pond itself, I had a depth finder when we went. That pond itself in the middle goes thirty feet down. Good gracious. Yeah, and, and, and that that would explain why the satellite bite is so good in those ponds too, you know? Like, like, like you wouldn't the good water. And it's not like it's not the whole pond you know what I mean, it's not like the whole pond, but the, the dead center of it goes 30 feet down. And I thought I was imagining, I was like, Jesus Christ, 30 feet? Mm, like, yeah. there has to be, I don't know, more fish than possible in there. But I, I suppose, I don't know, interesting enough. Yeah. Nick, you giving any more uh, back to that, that pond hopping argument you're thinking about? Yeah, I've been uh, putting a uh, some timeline things together and, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that exactly what pretty much all you guys are doing, too. Is I'm going to go to the pond to pond and and uh, record it and 
write about it and uh I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a cool yeah, thing. I think you I think you'll build a good audience with that. There's a lot of guys that I play, you know. Um just one place to fish, you know. And a lot of people don't don't they just look at water and say, Oh, there's no way. first of all they ask right. how do how do fish get into that pond? Well fish always find a way. I mean, whether it's you know, with the birds that, that jump from pond to pond with eggs on their you know, their their feet and it gets into a new pond and life mm-hmm. finds a way. So there's fish everywhere. If you get some age to a pond, you know, anything over five years old, they're going to have fish in there. So I, I think that'd be a great blog. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun thing. I mean, I'm working on getting a, 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 a kayak. So some of them I'll go out, some of them I'll do the bank. Um, you know, that's, that was a cool thing to know that that one pond's 30 feet. I mean, that, that can change your fishing style too in a pond. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm not really familiar that much with bass fishing, but I mean, the guy that guy that was with me, when we found out it was 30 feet, he was like, Oh man, I got to change up everything I'm doing right now. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that just goes to show you. Yeah, so, and now with uh, with Google Earth, man, you could just about pinpoint anything anywhere you want to go fishing and just pick Absolutely. it out. Generally, the more secluded it is, it's, you know, probably more fish is going to have in it. I just think it's a good idea. I think I think that's, mm. that's going to be good good add, addition to the you know, North Shore Fishing Report, a little land fishing crowd there. Yeah, Keith, you talk about those tides that uh those tides they they affect uh i mean of course they affect all fishing but it's it's amazing what they do for the bass fishing too um i mean that's something i'm always looking at before before i go out even if it's in my backyard pretty much because i mean we went out a couple weeks ago um and there's a video up on the site and it was low tide and we were we were slinging four pounders um out of bambuka um, uh, i saw that video i saw yeah. that video I went back and I went back the next day uh, at high tide and we didn't get a bite. Uh, wow. I mean, I mean, I, but I, and I'll be honest, I prefer high tide. Uh, and the reason I prefer high tide is because then that puts them up under the brush and I'll flip all day long. Um, but then last Monday uh, or this Monday, we went during high tide and killed it again. So during high tide. So, I mean, it's it, bass fishing, too. Is, it's, a, it's a funny thing. So, but it's fun. Well, anybody, uh, anybody else doing any fishing this weekend? Probably not on my end. Um, I'm going to be working Saturday and with, uh, going this past Sunday and working for the past couple weeks and next to no sleep. I think I'm probably going to take it easy on Sunday and, hang around the house. I got grass. Recharge the battery, huh? Yeah, it's recharge the battery. Um, I'm off next weekend for Memorial Day, so um, let me see if I can't talk to the wife and let me take the kayak outside in the morning for a little bit. And uh, Probably going to try to stick a little bit closer to home or at least freshwater-wise and go see if I can't play around with some bass and, and, and uh, for sure the, the bluegill. I'm almost pretty sure I can figure out where I can find those. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's been going crazy. Also, the goggle eye bite has been insane this, this year. I mean, we didn't report you know just the bass tournament guys that you know it's like they just can't stop from catching the uh, goggle eye. Typically, they're throwing bigger baits, you know. 
Uh, Nick, did you hear anything? But you, you fished the last uh, four passes. Yeah, yeah. Sunday I fished it, and I between Sunday and yesterday, I think I've gone through two bags of worms uh, because <laughs> of those goggle eyes. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big wacky rig fan, and and they love that wacky rig, but uh, you know, so I've got to weed my way through a hundred of those things just to get you know five bass. But um, yeah, yesterday up on the pearl. Uh, we were catching them on a chatterbait. Goggle eye. Yeah, yeah, we were catching huh. goggle eye on a chatterbait. So I, I mean, they were they were active yesterday, and they were they were wall hangers. They they weren't small. They were they were nice size ones. Huh. 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 Anybody ever eat those? I haven't yet. Nobody. Huh? <laughs> What's his name? Wait, what'd you say? If everybody eat them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've eaten them. Really? Yeah. Is that alright? They pretty much taste like a brim. Like a brim? Oh, well, that's yeah, nice. they, they taste similar. Uh, I saw one comment that they taste like crap, and I, that just kind of stuck in my head, but then uh, the last few comments I've seen over the past few years, they said, yeah, they're good eating, so... Guys, the saltwater, uh, the saltwater, the saltwater fish. Has the gap top start uh, appearing yet? I probably wouldn't know. Um, Sunday we went. Uh, my father-in-law was using the uh, some live shrimp. Um, I was throwing plastics. He didn't catch it. As we were in the marsh, but we didn't really catch any gap tops or catfish whatsoever. Uh, we did catch one stingray, but that was about it as far as trash fish went. That's good. That's good. Once they start, man, it's like, ugh. You learn to appreciate when they're not biting, you know? Yeah. I've caught one, one gap top and one hardhead so far this spring, and that's plenty enough for me so far. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I haven't actually have caught that many hardheads the past two years. I tell you what, three years ago, like in 2013-ish, I have that year I caught more hardheads than I think imaginable. I probably caught somewhere between 100 and 200 hardheads. So. Well, it seems like there's less less hardheads in this area, like you know, like Pontchartrain. Uh, seems like there's yeah. more gap tops. Actually, I've caught more gap tops than hardheads, and. Growing up with a camp in Lafitte, fishing down there, you hardly ever catch a gas top. It's all heads, you know, so. I'd catch some more in the Wrigley's area. That area, I'd catch, man. I don't know that is. I don't know. And granted, it was during that that period. I caught most of them were during the hotter months. So I, I think that they're more prone to fighting during those months. Maybe they stick around. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, sure. Well, yeah, summer's definitely on the way. We already got a, a bull shark report from the news. Y'all seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you believe that? Yeah. You see that story? I missed that. Uh, what's, what's that about? The bull shark, uh, he was fishing, what, uh, was it off of Lake Road in Bayou Lacombe? Uh, it, had, it had his feet in the water and he was fishing and he looked over and he saw a was a four or five foot bull shark? Yeah. And, and he jumped out. I, don't know. I was amazed at the fact that they have a charter that just goes out and catches these sharks in the lake. Did you see that? It was part of the news. 
That's all he does. Yeah. Is that the guy they called to come get him? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he goes out there. And, <laughs> yeah. He goes out there and catches, like, basically, he goes out there during spawning periods and tries to catch them while they're young. And he said they catch, like, tons of them. So he's like, oh, yeah, mainly three or four footers. You know, he's like, we never see anything in, like, the five-foot range or anything. Hey, he's like, Charlie, he's bringing guys out there and they're paying them to catch sharks? I'm sorry, what did you say? Sorry. You said charter. Is he... He, on the side of his boat, on the side of his boat that was in the news, it had charter fishermen. So I'm not sure if he directly does yeah, that yeah. or probably. But, yeah. but that's just like his hobby outside of giving charters. I don't know. Anybody ever went out specifically targeting shark? <laughs> <laughs> not a movie. I've done it for a video, and <laughs> we specifically targeted giant uh, gas top. Which uh, I could have swore the bait we were using was uh, too big for gas top, but evidently uh, gas top is pretty big. So, well, all right, looks like we're gonna end this, guys. I, was, I see uh, wet pants guys trying to get on, but uh, he's not quite gonna make it. Maybe time, maybe next time he can join us. But uh, looks like that's gonna do it for tonight. I certainly thank everybody for joining in uh, tonight. This, this recording is going to be uploaded to the premium side of the form. It's going to be right along the side of the bonus videos you see at the top. So uh, that's where you can find it. It's going to be on the premium side, and uh, that'll be up this weekend. So, guys, thanks so much for joining in. Uh, I think it was a big success, and I look forward to the next one. Good luck to everyone who's hitting the, the water this weekend. Looks like a great weekend. Temperatures are not quite going to get into the, the 90s. So, but, you know, time is running out, and summer's right on our doorstep, you know, so. Well, you know, we're going to have to be hitting the deeper water of Bourne and, and jumping across that Biloxi Marsh area to chase those specks in red. So, until next time, you guys be safe. Oh, All you right. Too. You too. Thanks, guys. All right, bye there.